Celebrating our 150 years of unparalleled achievements, steeped in history and prestige, we are one of the most successful clubs because we have always been relentless. From the four lads who had a dream, the history that moves us forward. To the club that never stands still. For the fans who never leave our side. the glory for the future for then for now for tomorrow forever ready Hello and uh, welcome to the Jersnet Podcast, the Independent Rangers Podcast, made for fans by fans, and where the content is absolutely free. It is a uh, old firm preview night, the latest old firm preview night, and what feels this feels like every other week is one of these. Um, but yes, thank you, thank you for joining us live, or, or if you've caught us after after the live broadcast. Um, we are going to look ahead tonight to uh, to Sunday's. Big game uh, against Celtic. Uh, if that's the way you want to look at it, some are looking at it as a dead rubber, but we will we will discuss that. Um, we'll look at potential selections, potential um, ins and outs in the team, and we'll also have a wee look trip down memory lane tonight uh, to look back at previous games uh, in the history books and, and some of our favourites, um, as well as, as as everything else happening in uh, the world of Rangers this week. My my guest tonight, my my friend Colin has joined me. Um, Colin, I didn't I didn't normally for the big flagship shows I prepared like a a script, and obviously tonight I didn't because I think you could tell by that pathetic effort that I'd forgot everything I was going to say. So uh, I've been thinking about it quite a lot in the build up as well. And you I overthink it. it. I've just blown it. So um, yeah, see see if you overthink it, that's you know it, it's like Roof's run up last week. You know you over you overthink it. You know what I mean? Just. Exactly. Visualize so, um, and do. That's what put 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 it, put it in your head. Visualize it and do it. That's the best way to, to do these things, David. Yeah. Well, this is the first. This is the first pre- uh, preview show we've done in a wee while. I think. I think the last one was the the Slavia Prague game, which was a good few weeks ago. But we obviously we are obviously the OGs of this uh, this show. We <laughs> we did the first the first preview broadcast on a Friday night. Um. But aye, it's been quite the it's been quite the the week, I suppose, um, for Rangers. I think it's a difficult way to look at it because I, I I didn't really get over Sunday until until Tuesday Wednesday time, yeah. and even then it still felt a bit sore. I couldn't really listen to a lot of stuff about it. I couldn't read a lot of stuff about it, and that maybe sounds a bit pathetic, but it was quite a sore one. And I think you know a lot of us took a wee while to maybe get over that on Sunday. I, I mean, I, I, I just feel. I think I said this on Sunday night show that since, since the Prague game, since we got knocked out of the, the Europa League, 
it just feels like a wee bit of mem- momentum has been taken out of Rangers and aye, I, I, I have to be honest, like one of my mates, uh, he sent me a message on the Friday, either Friday or the Saturday and he was like uber confident and I was like, you know, it's, I've I've been I've been through enough over the last ten years to know that it's it's never done till it's done and he's like no they're getting on tomorrow and uh, you know it, it just sort of that gave me the fear that sort of confidence just sort of gave me the fear and when I saw the lineup I kind of got the fear because I don't like Aribo as part of the middle three you know what I mean when I when I saw I think most times I've seen Aribo and Haji in the same team I've kind of thought oh, not quite sure and. Aribo, I mean, I, I love Aribo, he's a great player, but in that middle three, I think he he, he struggles a wee bit. I just, I, I just don't think it's him. Uh, I think he's better, you know, one up, uh, either on the right or on the left. And I think we saw two examples there, Aribo, you know, the week before, he, he, like he tortured Blacks out, you know, as part of that front three. You pull him back one and, and, and I think he struggles, so... And the longer it went on, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, when Tavernier got that goal, I thought, oh, that's it, we've, you know, we've rescued it a wee bit. Uh, but then again, we don't mark a six-foot bearded farmer in, <laughs> in the penalty box with a fluorescent green shirt on and, you know, that's it. It's all over. So, yeah, it, it, it took a couple of days. I must admit, Monday, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this on a pod, but, you know, in case, any of my, <laughs> in case any of my bosses are watching, but I struggled at work on Monday to, to find any motivation to do anything, you know what I mean? It's, it was a sort of kick in the teeth. Uh, but by Tuesday it was fine, you know. I, I I think we need to look at the main, the main sort of thing from the season, and that is we're champions. And I think, I think that's maybe mentally took a lot out of the players. You know what I mean? And they've won it so early to find the motivation to keep going for the rest of the seasons. Maybe maybe a, a big ask of them. You know what I mean? Uh, so I it was sore, but I'm not I'm not looking at this season as a failure. Far from it. You know what I mean? It's been an absolutely outstanding season. And hopefully it'll continue on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think that's the main thing. I mean, we've done what we set out to do. It's just a bit disappointing. I think, you know, as you say, I think the the fact that we won the league so early and we had all this because I remember saying that night, um, that famous night when we when we won it and we did the podcast and all the guys were on, um, that you know the season wasn't over at that stage and it wasn't. I mean, there was a lot to play for. And I think the way we've gone out the competitions has been disappointing because obviously the the fallout from the Slavia Prague game, you know that was that was bad enough, and the in the way that sort of what came out of that game in, in the yeah. sense of the racism and, and yeah, stuff like that yeah. sort of took away from. from I don't the think Kamara's kicked a ball really since. No, and I think that's understandable, you know, but it sort of just petered out the season a wee bit, and then the Celtic game two weeks ago sort of gave us all or two or three weeks ago gave us all a wee boost and you know made us think oh well you know back on then the season's back on and then Sunday and the most frustrating thing about Sunday is St Johnston are actually quite a likeable team and and some of the players they've got and their managers seems like a really nice guy <laughs> and that makes it all the harder to take when you can't really you know you want to get angry and you want to hate him but you're just like you know what what a job he's done this season and, and yeah. you know they were they were a bastards and I think that is exactly what they are <laughs> you know they're a they're a well organised well drilled team they, they, they're clever and by the way they've got a lot of young players that are, that are doing really well and I think you know they've given us a game of yeah. Um but certainly Ibrox you know they've always given us a game 
Um, and yeah, listen, it's uh, it was difficult. The, one to the, take, the new Kelly, it's like Steve Steve Clark's Kelly or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, it's it's one of those things. But I think the, I think the key thing is, as you say, we are champions, and I think. You know, it's been, I've seen quite a lot on Twitter this week, uh, which is a horrible place to be. At times, I actually deleted my Twitter app on Sunday nights. I thought I can't take any more of this. Um, it's just there's a lot of over analysis goes on after yeah. defeats, especially. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of sort of, I don't want to say sort of overreaction because I think, it, I think, you know, it's right enough to be pissed off with that, that result and that performance. But you know, I don't. I don't think we can look at this season as anything other than a roaring success. Really, when you look at um, the way we've we've gone about our business, and we've won the league, and that, and, and that's you know, fifty five was always the biggest goal this season. So to have done that as um, as a great achievement. But I mean, going into this game on Sunday, and we know the so I'm going to sound like a, a manager or a player, but as it always, it's always. Celtic is regardless of the situation but how important is it for our team to show that bounce back ability and that, that ability to to come back from a, a tough loss because albeit last week was a tough result through the week you know losing the late goal it was one of those again a dead rubber type thing where we were like oh well at least we didn't lose the game but how important is it now that we sort of show that resilience and that that ability to, to get back to our best especially against Celtic uh, part of me feels like trolling them even more and just, you know, sending the guys out as if they've had a bag of cans each and, you know, McGregor's leaning against the post, having a fag and all that, you know what I mean? No care. And if we were in the ground, I think we should all have been sitting there with papers like that, you know what I mean? Just not interested. Well, we were champions two months ago, who yeah. cares? But, uh, aye, it's, it's Celtic, so I suppose you, you kind of have to give it a, a, a wee bit of... And uh, and it would be a good way to try and make up for last week, I suppose. You know, what I mean, plus the the, the, the feet kind of got you're talking about Twitter there. I got involved in a bit of a, a debate with this guy through the week there about you know this un, un, unbeaten thing. Now, don't don't get me wrong; it'd be a great achievement. But he was saying it would be that would have been a better achievement than winning the Scottish Cup. And I was kind of like, well, I don't know about that because you know if you win you win a trophy, it goes on your honours board and it's always there and the players are always revered they've brought something back you know to me the, the going the season undefeated is the cherry on the cake I would rather have the cake you can't put a cherry on a cake if you don't have the cake if you know what I mean so and I, I just I, I've, I've kind of had engagement with him before and we, we, we never seem to agree in anything and I just I, I just kind of opted to do it at one stage I was just like have a nice day so I mean undefeated thing I mean that's all we've got now you know if that's what's going to help motivate the players been great. I forget it. Brilliant. You know, that's a, a superb achievement. Uh, but I'd have rather lost, you know, we've lost, I'd rather lost them, given how much distance between us and Celtic. I'd have rather lost those two games and you know, won both the Cups. If you know what I mean, if we're going to go through the season only, only losing two domestic games, I'd have rather lost them in the league and, and won both the Cups. So, but you know, it's 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 something that uh, I mean I've never seen a Rangers team do it in my lifetime. So if, if they do it, great, brilliant. And if that's what helps motivating the players, you know, to to, to get through the next three games, brilliant. Uh, but I mean, the big prize is one, and you know, and it was one quite a while ago. So 
Aye, it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it must be difficult, and it kind of feels like, you know, the, 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 the announcement today that Arfield and Hollander won't play for the rest of the season there out on Sunday and probably won't kick a ball for the rest of the season. I, I'm kind of getting the impression that it's taken such an effort for the players that now that it's done, they're kind of falling by the wayside, you know what I mean? We're, I mean, we're down to the bare bones at centre-half. Stephen Davis, I mean... <laughs> How much football are we going to ask him to play? You know what I mean? It's and it just feels we're asking a lot of eh, a few boys now. When you take the COVID stuff into consideration as well, you know, Zingu can he play, Patterson can he play? Uh, it does feel like it's it's pattering out a wee bit, but it's doing that because we want it so early. You know what I mean? And people shouldn't forget that. That that is the reason uh, it feels like the season's petering out a wee bit. It's because we wrapped it up two months ago. Yeah, the thing for me would be. And it's sort of only it's only available if if we finish the season unbeaten. I would quite like to get to hundred points. I think that'd be, yeah. that'd be a good um, oh, sorry, that'd be a good achievement um, for us. I think to to get to that sort of milestone would be good. Um, but as you say, it's one of them. I think there'll be a lot of. I think the issue is with, with Rangers, as we all know, if a if a bad result is followed by a bad result, it then becomes a bit of a crisis, and yeah, it's then uh... finishing the season. And that's what I think is important about this game on Sunday because if we lose this game on Sunday, for instance, then regardless of winning the league, there's always going to be that hysteria for two or three days after the game. And you just don't... I think it'd be a great statement of intent to go out and and beat Celtic. But as you say, injury-wise, you're looking at it now and you're thinking, having gone from a position where it seemed like we were always signing centre midfielders, to the position of not really having any apart from no. the two that have played more or less every game is a wee bit concerning. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who, who starts. And as you said, you know, the, there's obviously that issue there with, um, with the Aribo and Hadji thing because there's, there's an obvious... I think you're absolutely right in terms of Aribo. I think, for me, he's shown time and time again in games this season on that right hand side he's unplayable when you move him in and the biggest example and the biggest time the mo- sorry the, the most I've ever been angry at Aribo in a game was the, the Celtic game in New Year you know in, in, at Ibrox because I felt like he was just doing things that weren't natural to him like sliding in for tackles or well, well he'd done that on Sunday it, 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 to me he could have stood up against O'Halloran mm-hmm. on Sunday. It was him sliding in that let O'Halloran get past him. Now, uh, Barisic matches the run and puts the ball out for the corner and they score for that. I think a more savvy player in that position just stays on his feet and doesn't let O'Halloran pass. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, he is. He's, he's naive there. Uh, uh, the issue is, who else do you play? Well, well I've, you I've, go? I've got, I've, I've got me and my mate were talking about this today. I had a team in mind and he came back with his team and I've been thinking about it all day, and I'm kind of thinking this might be the, the, the options that Gerard's sort of looking at. I think Wright might get a start on Sunday in, in, in midfield. I think he might push Aribo up and go with the same front three that he had against Celtic a couple of weeks ago and go with midfield, Davis, uh, Kamara and Wright. Because I think Wright's mobile, you know, he, he works hard defensively. And I think if you play him on the right side of that, of, of that middle three, then, I mean, Celtic's full-backs are atrocious, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, Laxalt got his hearse handed to him the last time. I, I think Celtic might go with Greg Taylor this time on the left. 
But if Greg Taylor's got a Rebo right and Taff coming at him, that's you know that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that was my team. I, I, th- I mean, the, the, the back four sort of picks itself. You know, it'll be Barisic, Simpson, which I'm slightly nervous about. Uh, Connor Goldson and and Tav. I think it'll be a midfield three: uh, Kamara, Davis, and 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 Wright, and then up front uh, Kent. Uh, Morelos and and and, a, and a Rebo. and my mate came back saying that he thinks it will drop a Rebo into that midfield three and go with Roof as part of the front three. And I kind of thought, well, oh, that is an option, but I don't think Roof's playing particularly well at the moment. I, I think he's struggled since he's came back from injury, uh, and I think Wright deserves deserves a crack at it. I think he deserves a start in, in one of these games to see what he's got. Uh, and as I said, I think the Celtic fullbacks are, are are poor. I mean, on that left side, we'll, we'll, you know, you'll probably have Kent and and Barisic uh, coming down that side, and you know, the other side you, you would have Aribo, right, and and Tav. So that's a lot of ammunition. So I'm hoping the team that I've selected is the one that he goes with. But uh, we'll need to see. I mean, he might. I, I mean, that's me basing it on a four-three-three. I mean, he might go. You know, four two three one. You know what I mean to try and and, and show us up because I'm I'm pretty sure Celtic will go four four two again. So we'll wait and see. But my that the team that I mentioned there, I would go with right in that middle three. I think he's he's got enough energy. Yeah, really strong. He could get up and down that that flank, no bother. Uh, it, it works. You know, something a bit slack at uh, and you know he's good going forward so that would be my solution to the problem uh, but you know we we'll need to see what Mr Gerald goes with Do you not think that Kent could fulfil that role that you're talking about right doing I, I, I like Ryan Kent as you know I'm a massive fan um, I think he would work quite nicely in a sort of free role behind Morelos with that, that hole as they say these days the, the, the number 10 the number, um, the number ten. Yeah, but I think I think he would. I think he would. Work, I think his work rate is is phenomenal, and you quite often see him working back. I, I don't know. I'd, I would I would counter that by saying I would play right. I completely agree with you there, but I would play right and the left, and I would play play um, Kent in that that hole. So for me, four two three one, like you said. Four, two, I would three, play one, Davis. Right. I would have Davis and Kamara. Is the anchors and I would have Kent just with a free roll, just in that forward area there, just sort of playing behind Morelos because you know his work rate's there, you know he's always going to be confident taking the ball in any area of the pitch. And yeah. I think I think the difference between him and Scott Wright is Scott Wright is brilliant and I think he has the capabilities to be like Kent, but I think he's he's safer on a, on a left-hand side where it's a bit less prominent because it, you know for a fact if Scott Wright plays in that 20-minute spell at the start and they start well like they had they did it at Ibrooks in, in January and he's a couple of bad touches his head's gone and and that's just the nature of being a young player getting a, getting a start in the no-firm game whereas Kent you know that's not going to happen because he is the you know, most confident player we've got probably Um I fancy him in that role, but in saying that, I, I don't think either of us are right. To be honest, I think you'll go with Hadji and Morelos again. Eh, Hadji and Aribo again. I don't know. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling he trusts them more than he trusts. And I think your mate is probably closer to the truth. I think it'll either be Hadji or Roof that plays. And I think what we are thinking is maybe not what Gerald's seeing when he looks at the team. And I think that's the problem. I think 
you know, Gerald's quite a predictable manager in many senses. Not not to other managers. I just mean in terms of the players he trusts to play every week. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Scott Wright. I think he deserves it, but I also think he'll go with the tried and trusted, you know, Roof or, or Hadji. But I mean, as Gerard know, like when 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 we wrapped up the title two months ago, uh, did he, <laughs> did he not say that there was an opportunity to give you know players that were on the periphery an opportunity, right? So this is a chance, you know. I mean, uh, we are going for the you know we're three games away from being undefeated, which is great. Uh, but there's nothing at stake, really. You know what I mean? So this would be the the game he stick right in. You know what I mean? This would be the game he say right. This guy can can start an old fun game and and prepare him for next season because part of me thinks that Wright's been sort of prepared for the possibility that Kent might go in the summer. You know what I mean? So it'd be good to get him in there the now mm-hmm. and and see it. So uh, I know what you're saying. I think when my mate came back with that team with Ruth, I did think no, that's a possibility because I, I think I think Gerard likes Ruth. I think he likes him in the team. Uh, but I'm, I just don't think he's played particularly well since he's came back. I think the injuries have caught up with him. You know, he's he's, n- he's never sort of since the turn of the year he's been in and out of the team so much. He's he's just not had a good run at it to, to get up to sort of full fitness, uh, and it, and it shows in a, in his touch and, and sort of some of his decision making at times. I think Roof's at the stage now where he needs just to go away, give his body a rest, and get a good pre-season under his belt, and come back hopefully in a better place next season. So I rate Roof. I'm not for any moment saying I don't rate him, but for this game on on, on Sunday, I would I, I wouldn't be keen to start him. I must admit. Yeah, I th- I think Roof works better than a. You know, I think if you played, for instance, a front three of Wright, Kent, Roof, I think that suits him. I don't think a, a, a sort of front three with the and again inverted wingers works for him because I think he needs people out out wide creating and getting the ball in the box. I think that that's where he comes alive when the ball needs a quick react. You saw it against Cove yeah. Rangers. I mean, I know that wasn't the, the highest opposition, but that's where he's good. He's good one-touch headers in the box. And I would say that's probably, arguably, something he's maybe better at than Morellas is that reacting to fast chances that come to him quickly. Whereas Morellas is better at, you know, basically Roger in the... Morelos is a bully, defense. isn't he? You know what I mean? He just That's bullies it. defences, you know what I mean? And I think, whereas, I think whereas Roof's is, he's a hard worker and a thinker, aye. you know what I mean? Roof's you know, you know who Roof reminds me of? He reminds me of Morris Johnson in a lot mm. of ways. He's the same type of player, hard working, uh, you know, self, you know, he's not selfish in any way. Everything he does is sort of based around the team. I just don't think he's playing particularly well at the moment, which happens. That doesn't make him a bad player. I just don't think he's playing particularly well right now. I think the injuries have caught up with him. I would just rather see him, uh, you know, not play a huge amount of time between now and the end of the season. Let him get away somewhere, uh, get a rest, and then come back. You know, get a good pre-season and, and, and go again next year. I, th- I think when you look at the amount of games we've played this season, and it, it, I think Ruth's a good example, Ryan Jack's a good example. These are players that have had serious injuries in the past and are being asked to play. You know, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, up until Christmas. Then league games. I mean, how many league games did we have in January? It was a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a long, old season, and I think you know, you made me laugh there saying about the two months. You know, and the, the fact that this this game this weekend means nothing because it, it actually sums up the absurdity of us all being so depressed about. I know. Last yeah. weekend, um, and I think 
I I would say that the 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 issue at the moment and the issue in in current society, if you will, and it's quite actually this idea we can talk about this. The issue is that that when you are in this 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 current um, sort of social media age, if you will, um, fans are almost anxious about either team get beat. I know I, I'm anxious when Rangers get beat because I know what's going to happen. I know that I can I can picture it all coming, and it's that oh they're not that good. Of taking their eye off the ball, is Gerard that good? Should Gerard be manager of the year? Yeah. There's always something. It was the same when we get put out of the cup by St. Mirren. It was like, oh, here they come, here comes the ball, ball's going. And all of us, I mean, all of us Rangers fans are sitting going, oh, God, if I read another tweet, if I read another Facebook post, another Instagram post, another story, another podcast about that. Um, I think at the moment there's this, there's this feeling that everything's scrutinised. Players can't say anything on Twitter, manager, eh, sorry, Clubs can't say anything on Twitter. Fans can't say anything on Twitter without it becoming a thing. And I think that's got a lot to do with the, the anxiety that came from Sunday's game. Because I shut my laptop, as you know, as I've said millions of times. We're, we're staying with my, my in-laws at the moment. And I watch basically every game on my laptop. So I'd, I'd sort of shut the laptop lid before the, the penalty went in. Because I knew, I knew it was going in. I knew it was over. But you're just thinking, like, oh, Jesus, what am I going to have to listen to? What am I going to have to read? What am I going to yeah. have to see over the next few days? And that plays a massive part because I don't know. I mean, I wasn't, I'm, I'm sort of part of this age. Um, but I don't know what it was like back in the day when you didn't have this and you just lost the game. You went to the pub with your mates, I assume. And you can tell us about the old days. <laughs> went, to, went to the pub with your mates, had a drink, talked about it. And then the next day, Maybe thought about it, read the papers, and just got on with it. I, I would imagine it wasn't quite as magnified uh, as uh, social media has made it worse. But it, I mean, it was bad. You know, it, it was pretty bad back then as well. You know, we are there are people within our support, and you're going to get that in a fan base that's as big as ours. You know, you're go, you're going to get people who. I mean, sometimes I sit at Ibrox, and I, again, I it won't just be Ibrox. I, I listen to people and I go, I don't think I don't think you know anything about football, mate. You know what I mean? There are people within our support who just seem to turn up and think, right, win. You know, and it doesn't really work like that. And to be honest with you, there's maybe been times in, in my life I've been a bit like that. You know, we've got the best players. I used to think it was really easy. See, when I was a teenager, going to the Rangers games, I used to look, oh, how easy is that, playing for Rangers? Just win every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? But actually, you've got, to, you've got to work really hard to get into that position. And another thing you've got to take into consideration, when you go out there, you know, other teams are absolutely dying to kill you. They're putting in 110%. Every, every team you play are, are, are out to beat you. And I think we've got a wee sense of how much the hatred is when it comes to Rangers over the last 10 years. You know, when we went down... Everybody had a kick at us, really. You know, I mean, the the, the bloodlust was was incredible. So it's hard to play for Rangers. And, and and another thing is, because there's so much demand for the supporters. You know, I mean, again, sitting at Ibrox sometimes. You know, after ten minutes, fifteen minutes, if I've no scored, you hear the crowd turning and all the rest of it. You know, for a player, that's 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 hard to deal with. Uh, but social media does make it worse. There's no doubt about it. It's got me this week that everybody's been on about is. Well, one trophy in nine for for Steven Gerrard, which you know, as a as a standalone start, sounds horrific. But that doesn't give anything into the sort of picture. You know, you think of the the the, the club that Gerrard came into, you know, three years ago. You know, I think it was three years ago this week. 
uh, that Celtic beat us five nothing to to win the league, and we, it was five nothing going seven eight nine. You know what I mean? Uh, who's the boy? It's the now, the goalkeeper. What's his name? Used to play for us. No, Jack Anik. Anik. Anik was in goals that day. And some of the saves he made that day, I mean, he really did. I mean, Focal gave him a bit, of, a, a bit of stick for conceding five. I mean, there was there wasn't much he could have done about the five he conceded. But some of the saves he pulled off that day were, you know, he saved us from a proper, proper hounding. And uh, that's what Gerard came in. I think Gerard was announced like a week later. Well, I've said, I've, I've said on this before, that tail end of 2017-18 was as bad as I ever remember it. Yeah. Even when we were in the third division, second that was as bad, as, as depressed as I've felt about the club. And there was a few times in, in the tail end of that season when we'd bought, you know, brought in Bruno Alves, we brought in um, those other boys from Mexico, Herrera and Peña, and, you know, they were coming in and with so many false dawns under Cachinha and, well, not so much Cachinha, but under uh, Graham Murray, I would say, to be fair to Murray, Couple of false dawns there, you know. Beat Aberdeen twice. We thought, mm, going on to something. You had a great run after Christmas, and then you get to that Celtic game, and ultimately we weren't fit enough to win that. It was the issue, and um, you know there was quite a lot of uh, moments in that season where I just felt like it was never, we were never going to get back. And I think, I think you're absolutely right about that start. I think that start. If you win the Scottish Cup, then you know if we're if we're going to play that game. If he won the Scottish Cup, you tell me folk would be going around saying, oh, two trophies and nine. How shit is he? You know, no, th- no. of course they wouldn't be. And we're talking about fine margins here. We're talking about a penalty shootout, which should never have got to that stage. It was no, put, no. put the defender a corner, fine. But we never, it wasn't like we battered 3-0. St Mirren, again, individual errors costing us in that game. The fine, fine margins. Played Celtic last season. Should have won that final. Fine margins again. Yeah. Um I think I think the others would be difficult to argue. The only other one would be the league getting awarded to Celtic. I think morally that was wrong. I think, you know, in every sense that was wrong. And there's nothing to say we couldn't have won that league. But even at that, you know, we'd we'd collapsed after after Christmas. So when you actually look at it, it's 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 fine margins, and that's that's the case in football. That's football, that's that's especially Scottish football, because you've you've got two clubs there who dominate the domestic scene and every team wants to win a cup because they're never going to win the league Yeah. so yeah. now you get four teams there Hibs aside Dundee United um, St Johnston St Mirren if St Johnston well all three of those teams have, have won that you know relatively recently St, St Mirren you know they've that's, that's their absolute dream that's, that's the dream of the supporters to win the Scottish Cup so you've got to you've got to weigh it all up and I think when you look at it in the cold light of day, one out of nine isn't good enough. And Gerard said that himself in terms of the overall picture. But I think, I think for us as fans, we've got to think. You know what? One fifty-five. Let's have a great day in the was it the sixteenth of May? We play Aberdeen. Let's all, you know, spend it with our families, get pissed, have a great day, and enjoy the trophy. And then next season, you know what? Let's scrutinise Gerard again. Let's scrutinise yeah. the signings. Let's let's go again. Because that's that's what he said. Let's go for more, and that's that's the way we've got to look at it. And I think it's it's been a difficult week, just in the sense. And as I say, I think everything's been magnified, and fair enough. Um, but you know, as you say, it's 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 a remarkable achievement to 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 get that fifty fifth title. And regardless of what was going on elsewhere, I think it was big for us as a as a club and as a supporter, the fan base. 
we knew how close we were last season. And by the way, only lost it, I think, by nine points the season before. We were close and we it was up to us really to right the wrongs of the past two seasons because we could have won both of those titles, in my opinion. And we've done that. So, you know what? Let, let, let's move on. Let's let's kind of focus on the good times, as, as Tony Soprano would say. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. That's, I, mean, that's I, mean, I mean, I mean, when it comes into Sunday, I don't even blame Gerard for that on Sunday. You know, I mean, I, I look at the players, and it, it literally comes down to how they set up at that corner kick. Now, don't don't get me wrong. You know, we kind of huffed and puffed all game, uh, but we got ourselves in front, and it comes down to that. It literally comes down to that corner kick, and and no setting up properly. You know what I mean? And and that's it. And that you know, as the old saying goes, once the players cross the white line, it's. It, the decision making is down to them. They're prepared, they're told their game plan and all the rest of it and what the manager wants. But when they cross that white line, it's it's down to them. So I, I, I don't look at Gerard's uh, tactics on Sunday and think that that contributed to us going out to the Scottish Cup. I wasn't happy with the team, but, you know, we're at the, we're at the stage of the season where injuries are now dictating the team. You know what I mean? So I I, th- I think his 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 sort of hand was forced with that. You know, it wasn't like that was his team. It was the team that he pretty much had to pick. Uh, and you know, and even then, it, we still got ourselves in a position five minutes from the end where we were going through to defend that corner. And there's no overreaction. You know, everybody's quite happy. And we're going into this buoyant and all the rest of it. So yeah, I think context needs to be applied. I think I mean I've, I've actually seen some supporters on Twitter questioning Gerard in terms of you know. Maybe it's time to get rid of him and all that kind of thing. And I think that's nonsense. I really do. I, I think I think all things being normal with Rangers, then one trophy in nine isn't good enough. But we've only coming back from a normal situation. You know, we've been coming back from a situation where the club was on the floor. Uh, and we all thought we'd sort of go over it when we got back into the top flight. And it actually got worse, as you said. It actually got worse at that point. You know, that season, there's, there was one season in the 80s uh, the, prior to, to Sunnis arriving, funnily enough, you know, Jock Wallace's last season, the Rangers finished fifth, and uh, they only just scraped fifth. They were they were as close to Clyde Bank in terms of points as they were to Celtic at the top of the table. You know what I mean? And that that was always historically the worst season that I could remember as a Rangers supporter. Uh, but that that season you're talking about towards the end of sort of 2017-18 was just horrific. You know, what I mean, back in '84-'85, uh, we weren't getting scudded by Celtic five-one, five-nothing every other week. You know what I mean? So I that that was and and at that point you thought there's no way back you know what I mean we're mm. back in the top flight but there's no way back to uh, you know the, the 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 Rangers of old that was dominant and won trophies and all that kind of thing and Gerard has turned that around now we're not dominant yet you know we've only won one trophy but that's the foundation we need now he needs to be judged on how he takes us forward yeah um well in light of in light of Sunday's game if you would like to to you know, go for a bit of money, I suppose. Uh, Rangers picks will be will be an operation on on um, on Sunday. You can you can you can vote on a or, or I suppose pick your uh, first goal scorers and, and first corner kicks and all that kind of stuff. Um, all the all the detail of that's on on Frankie's social media. We also played a played a clip at the, at the start of the podcast about. Um, Season ticket renewals at Ibrox, which are, are reopened. A fantastic video, which I, weirdly I um, text Colin about last night. I, 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 I get quite emotional watching it the first time. I thought it was brilliant. The orchestra version of uh, Follow Follow especially was was amazing. And um, yeah, so so check that out as well. We're, we're sort of running over a wee bit tonight, Colin. So I was going to 
um, go through a wee bit extra. But you know what? We'll go for the we'll go for the fun bit that I put in the agenda. Which um, you put a fun thing in the agenda. I put, put a fun thing. Fucking so hell! I know, I know. I don't. I know. I don't like fun here. We don't no, like no, no. Well, I don't because I'm an old guy. Remember, uh, you know what I mean. I'm well, a miserable old guy. And this is the podcast of the Rangers' dad. So, um, but I thought what we'd do is go over the a couple of memories that we've got of our finest old fun moments. And and you know this this is a this is a question that's often posed, but. I wanted to to look at it, look at it from a sense of games you've been to. So, so the biggest abiding memory of a game, or, or one of them, because we might say the same thing and that would be really embarrassing. So, you can go first. But I'm, I'm interested to know, like, when you think of Rangers Celtic, you think of games you've been at over the years. Whether it's your first game, the first game you took your boy to, which you and I first yeah. met over really digitally, um, or you know, anything else, what, what would be your most abiding one? What would be the one, if someone asked you tomorrow to name the, the one single old fun memory you've got? Uh, a part of me always harks back to the first. Uh, and that was before each game. I got, it was my 13th birthday. My, my birthday was on the Sunday. And uh, my dad took me on the Saturday. Uh, to, to, to I was on the Grangemouth bus that day. And four each, you know what I mean? And Rangers were 3-1 down. Brought it back to 4-3. And if we'd kept it at 4-3, Modern McLeod scored towards the end. A screamer, to be fair, it was absolutely peachy a goal. Uh, but if we'd kept it at 4-3, Hearts would have won the league that year. You know what I mean? So it was an important goal. You know what I mean? The Rangers never had much. It was that season I was telling you about. Rangers were, they ended up finishing. Just scraped into Europe. Uh, we beat Motherwell in the last game of the season that year. Soon as they came in, Walter Smith took the team that day. And, and we qualified for Europe. So that one always, always, I always kind of hark back to that one. Uh, but I suppose uh, if I'm really, really going to pick one, it would be that semi-final one, uh, you know, just because I was there with my boy. You know what I mean? It was uh, my abiding memory. Uh, there's two things that stick out. I mean, we won it and it was brilliant. You know what I mean? But I, I always kind of say, say to my boy, you know, did you, you were a Rangers fan before that game? But you came out a ranger, you know. What I mean, he finally it clicked well. He was he was eleven at the time, and you know he, he'd grown up with Rangers in the lower leagues. You know, boasting about Rangers beating Stennis Muir eight nothing and all that kind of thing. And it, it, you know, and and goal celebrations were like you know just standing up and clapping because you were expecting to beat these teams. When Kenny Miller scored the first goal. And that was his first proper celebration. Like he was getting ragdolled, you know what I mean? He was getting chucked about the place. And I mean, it all calmed down. <laughs> he just sort of looked at me and went, Is it like this every time <laughs> we score against him? <laughs> I was like, Aye. <laughs> and he just, he was just, <laughs> it was just hyper, hyper. Uh, and aye, it was just, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, Rogic put the ball over the, the, the bar for the, the penalty and mid won it. It was again. It was, I. It, I mean, for months after that game, when I came down in the morning, you know, getting ready for my work and Connor's getting ready for school, he was sitting on his iPad watching that game. And I mean, for months, for like six, seven months, every morning he was watching that game. And I'm pretty sure if you ask him, you know, when he's old, I'm twenties, thirties, and stuff like that, he will always go back to that game. And and. And opening the teams is in the lower division, you know what I mean? 
And we played so well that day. You know, I mean, we really did. I mean, Celtic came into it at stages, you know, early in the second half and then a wee bit in extra time for long periods of that day. And another thing I always remember as well, I bumped into the, the boys that sit next to us uh, in the Govan, in the Govan year, uh, Keith and Ross. We bumped into them. They were sort of in the same areas as, as we were going up the stairs at half time. I bumped into them. And a lot of you heard what Morris Johnson said. He was on the he was on the, the, the commentary that day on the analysis. I says, no, what does he say? He says, oh, Rangers are playing like Barcelona. And I was like, oh, the Celtic fans are going after that. <laughs> they will be going mental. You know what I mean? The Judas is giving it they're like Barcelona. So everything about that day was just, it was really good. So I, but if, if I had to pick one just because I was there with, with my son for, for his first old firm game. And he got everything. You know, he, he, he got goals, he got a penalty shootout, he got a win. He couldn't have asked for, 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 for more, really. So, yeah, I'd probably go back to that one. I think that's a nice segue into mine because I was I was eight and um, eight or nine and uh, my mum wasn't sure about that. It was when I first started going to the games with my dad, who, incidentally, I still go to every game with my dad. Um but she wasn't sure about the old firm game, so she would let me go to like Rangers Kilmarnock, which was my first one. And being from Kilmarnock, that was obviously a, a mental thing with my dad. He had to get yeah. me to go and watch his beat Kilmarnock. Um, but it was it was a sort of he liked doing these surprises. He still likes doing shit like this, but he um, he just whipped the tickets out his top pocket, and it was like Scottish Cup final two thousand and two. It would have been. Um, Rangers Celtic and I was like oh my god and I'd gone to the League Cup final against United that season Was that the 3-2 game? Yeah so I, was was there, three, I was there that day This I was, was the 3-2 game and I'm like looking at the tickets and I'm looking at my mum and I'm like what can I go? Can I go? And she's like no you can go and I mean I, I don't really have to say anything about that game that was just one of those things, and I mean, I don't remember a lot when I was young. You'll probably be the same. Like, once you get to a certain age, you're a bit like, you can't really remember a lot from your childhood in terms of, like, specific moments. But I still remember most of the stuff about that day. That was back when my dad used to take me to the bowling club when he was going for a pint, and I would get put in the cloakroom with all the other wee boys because we weren't allowed <laughs> to go into the bowling club. I was still of that era. Um, things have improved then, because I got papped outside. That's what happened to us <laughs> back in the age. No, you just sat we, outside. I, I, we used to get put in the cloakroom, but... Um, <laughs> The ah, that was just amazing. And the funny thing about that was, I uh, I'd obviously never been, and, and we were like three rows from the front in Hamden, so I mean, they, were, they weren't the greatest seats, but it's one of them in Hamden, you, you're just glad you're there, especially for an old firm game. Um, apart from that 2017 18 season, though, uh, but. You know, we were we were there. We were on the telly, I believe, as well. I think we, the Sky cameras picked us up. Um, but the end of the game, obviously, Lovingcran scored the head on that. We were in that end, obviously, right in the front. So he kind of ran, ran, came running towards us. And uh, at <laughs> at the end of the game, I'd, you know, Rangers are celebrating all that, getting the cup. And I've I've been like an eight year old boy, and I've stood in the chair, right? But you know when you stand in the the football chairs, and you stand in the back of them, back, and you just fall they go through down, them, through them, yeah. Aye, so I had about ten guys, uh, just try to get me out of this seat. <laughs> but the funny the funny thing about the ten guys was my dad said that I don't I don't remember this, but he always tells this story, and he said that um, there was like a bunch of obviously a bunch of guys round about us. And he said when they scored that when we scored the third goal, they were all passing me about like a trophy, you know, because they knew it was my first game. And they were all lifting me up. Uh, but I, I mean, I actually had a great program shop. I don't know if it's still open in Kilmarnock on Titchfield Street in Kelly. 
and it's a it's like a program. Basically, the wee guy collects programs and he sells them. And I uh, I went to his um, his place to do a story on him. He'd, he'd got like a bunch of Subutio things, and I went to the, the shop to do a story on him. And I was like, you don't have uh, I was like, you don't have the program from the two thousand and two Scottish Cup final, do you? Anyway, in the back straight away, got it out. So I've got, I've actually got the program, um, which I was going to try and get signed or something at some point. Maybe when we sort of bought a flat and stuff like that. Um, but that was a remarkable day, and I mean that's that's one I'll just never forget. And it's quite interesting because you talk about the fact that you took your son to that game. I was, I went with my dad, and you know that will always be my by the memory of Rangers. That's what we, yeah. we talk about all the time, um, as Rangers constantly. So that was a nice moment. I hope when I have kids, if I have a son. I have a similar moment, but the only other one I'll mention before we finish up was um, the Mo Edu goal, Ibrox. I wasn't there that day. That I was. That, I watched that in the house. So we had season tickets in the club deck, and um, I've never seen so many men falling down the stairs in the club deck. My life. <laughs> it was just, but it was like just sheer joy. My dad right. was a bit. He he ended up about four rows down from where we sat. That was pandemonium. That was a great memory. But so many. Uh-huh. I mean, we could go through. We could go through so many. I think actually. Just a final one, but the three-two game when we were in administration, and uh, they came to win the league at Ibrox. Yeah, we beat them. Yeah. That was cool. That was just a remarkable day. And I think the funny thing about that was, I've never felt a rush when we went three 0 up, but when it finished three-two, the, the atmosphere outside the ground was the weirdest, like subdued atmosphere, because I think everyone was just like calming down after they'd gone three-two, and we thought, oh, aye, God. aye. Um, I've, I've got a wee story about the, the, the cup final you were at the 3-2 game I was there with my mate Alan and uh, like any time we went to a cup final we didn't wear colours and I kind of binned the colours sort of towards my late 20s uh, anyway but you know we viewed a cup final win or lose we're out so we went out as if you know we got proper dappered up you know as if we were going to the dancing and just made a day you know what I mean so my mate <laughs> he had a pair of shades with him, 150 quid. Right, so he, he came out, he had sort of a light blue shirt on and he had the shades tucked in the shirt and I was like, is that your good shades? And he's like, aye. I was like, is that a good idea? I'll be fine. So the Barry Ferguson free kick, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Barry scores that free kick and it's fucking bedlam, right? We're all falling out one another. And I looks down and I see all this blue glass, right? I'm like, ah. And I looks... I was like, Alan, your shades. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right? Doesn't he care, right? I was like, hey, fair enough. So we've won. We've had a good night. We, we, we ended up in the wee Rangers pub at the back of the Brooklyn Road. And uh, we're doing Paisley Road. I need a couple of pubs in Paisley Road and then, and then back along the road to Falkirk. We ended up, my, my mate ran a pub at the time. He was a manager in a pub. We ended up in his boozer. He Christ knows what time. We had a walk-in and just stayed in all night. And he was like, don't care about the shades. 150 quid. Fuck it. Don't care, right? So I popped in for a pint on Monday when he was working. <laughs> and I walked in and I was like, morning or afternoon or whatever. And he was like, oh, my shades. <laughs> <laughs> once the adrenaline, you know, once the, 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 the euphoria had went and it sort of happened. Because he wasn't on, I mean, he was earning decent money, but it was a big purchase for him. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it wasn't like he could just chuck £150 out of a pair of shades and... They hit him on the Monday. He was like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? pound <laughs> shades smashed because of Barry Ferguson scored my free kick. Yes. Good memories. And uh, 
uh, be another win to remember on Sunday, but hopefully another victory. Uh, um, uh, for joining me tonight, it's been good. It's been good just a bit of a chat, a bit of a debrief after Sunday ahead of of, of this Sunday's game. And uh, if you need to, to to see any of our, or if you want to see any of our other, our other shows, visit the YouTube channel, or you can you can stream or download any of them on the unusual platforms, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher iTunes, etc, etc. Um, Colin's back on Sunday, I believe. Uh, I think Ross is joining him with with Ian other, I believe Ian Duff, perhaps. Um, and they'll be... They'll Stuart be Weir and Ian Duff. Stuart Weir and Ian, Ian Duff, sorry. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, that'll be good, hopefully, uh, reviewing our Angels win. But until then, thanks very much for joining us and good night.